0: Welcome back to the Smart Driving Cars podcast. I'm Fred Fishkin, along with the Faculty Chair of Autonomous Vehicle Engineering at Princeton University, Alan Kornhauser. Hi again, Alan. Uh, Good afternoon, Fred. Good afternoon. Nice chilly weekend here in the East. And we'll get started here. Uh, In the latest newsletter, you've got a YouTube video from Tesla showing how it uses PyTorch to develop autopilot and smart Summon. We know what kind of a fan you are of Smart Summon, but PyTorch is kind of interesting, an open source machine learning library.
1: Yes, and I, I think it's uh, this is with Andrej Karpathy, uh, who basically uh, uh, runs uh, Tesla's um, uh, autopilot uh development uh, staff and um and I think it is a, a very revealing um lecture that he gives it's recorded there on YouTube on really what their deep learning uh, uh, uh neural network approach is to basically taking video streams and converting them into uh, basically information that allows autopilot to work uh, as well as it does and I think there's a lot of very good information in there, uh, but as you mentioned, uh, it is also used uh, for stupid summon, as I call it. Um, uh, I just think it's it's a silly um, application. Fine, if um, if you're if you have a very narrow garage or you put so much stuff in your garage and you need to sneak your your Tesla into a very narrow space and and pull it back out, uh, that's fine. Well, in your own driveway, but to put it out there in quasi public private spaces in in your Costco uh, shopping center so that uh, your Tesla can come to the front door and that's where you uh, load in your groceries um I think it's a very bad idea uh uh, not that it uh, might be helpful to a number of people, it's just that to a few, it's just uh, asking uh, or asking for them to abuse it and and really uh, make it into a a, a really um, uh, terrible performance. Uh, so, um, um, but besides that, I think um, everyone or a lot of people can can learn a, a lot about <laughs> Tesla's approach. And basically uh, using um, uh, image processing as the key element, uh, as we do when we drive down the road to decide uh, where we can uh, drive a car and uh, how we can do that without hitting anything.
0: And he sort of gets into not using LIDAR and using this approach.
1: Right, and, and basically uh, 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 really focusing on the image processing uh, and, uh, and how they do it. A lot of the details aren't there, of course, uh, but I think uh, the overview is really uh, very good and, and certainly uh, worth people's time to uh, just uh, sit there and, uh, and absorb some information.
0: Elon Musk has, has announced uh, plans to build uh, another gigafactory, Tesla gigafactory, in Berlin. Uh, taking on the likes of Daimler, BMW, VW in in their in their backyard, and I think I read something about him saying that he did not choose Britain because of Brexit. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, I guess, you know, I think what uh, what he's looking for is access to the European marketplace, uh, and uh, he could have chosen uh, Britain, but since Britain isn't part of or will not be part of the EU very soon, um, why bother with them? Um, uh, putting it there in Germany, at least at, at some points, there were some rumors about maybe uh, uh, Tesla and VW joining forces. Uh, doesn't look like that's going to happen. Uh but um why not put it out there and um, and provide a product for Europe. Um I think it's a smart move by them.
0: Yeah, they're going to be building in in China, here in the US and and in Berlin. Very interesting. And their Very stock their their stock is reflecting that of late. Uh,
1: yes, yeah, so uh, I don't know what the short sellers are doing but um, maybe jumping out of windows.
0: And Tesla, on on that note, has surpassed Daimler in in market value. So, uh,
1: yeah, and uh, yes, and um, yes. What can one say? It it is uh, very interesting. Of course, it was interesting when when Tesla uh, surpassed uh, Ford, but uh, surpassing Daimler is. Uh, is um a pretty big achievement um and of course uh, you know there are some comments in there that we also have in, in smart driving cars about um uh daimler maybe um uh, pushing back a little bit on their plans to do autonomous taxis um And and, uh, as I've commented in the past, and a lot of other people have commented, uh, providing mobility as a service or building vehicles and and, uh, operating systems and driving systems uh, to be able to go out and provide mobility as a service is a completely different business model. Than what the uh, traditional car manufacturers have had is their business model. Uh, their business model <laughs> was to build uh, hardware that you go to a dealer and buy, and uh, then uh, they, they basically say, you own it, it's not your responsibility, Oh, but please come back next year and trade it in and buy a new one. Uh, else, uh, maybe come back for for an oil change, otherwise we don't want to know anything about you. Uh, use it as you wish. Uh, it's your problem. Uh, if they're out there not building vehicles that, in fact, are mobility machines, uh, that whose objective is to provide mobility to everyone and to do that uh, in a manner such that uh, the cost of the provision of that mobility is as low as possible so that they can charge affordable uh, rates uh, to provide mobility to the to the masses and become extremely rich. Uh, doing that, uh, that is a completely different business model than what they've had. And so, of course, uh, Dame, where at least I've never believed, uh, was really committed to that that change in business model where now you, you're building uh, these mobility machines as basically um, uh, cons- uh, just, just uh, a commodity uh, as opposed to building uh, a, a luxury product that you sell to the uh, one percenters. And, um, and that's a very different business model. And I, I guess I never sort of believed that uh, Daimler was committed to changing or evolving its business model. And if you do this uh, autonomous taxi only for the very rich, uh, there isn't enough of a market that you can make very much out of it. Uh, Maybe you make a killing off of a a few trips, uh, but it doesn't scale. And so um, um, no wonder they're sort of pushing back from it. Uh, I don't think they were ever committed to it.
0: Interesting. Uh, And uh, one more Tesla note. This coming week on the 21st uh, near Los Angeles, near SpaceX, uh, Tesla's unveiling their, their pickup truck plans. And that has to have, I suppose, a lot of Ford people nervous.
1: Uh, yes. Oh my goodness. Are you kidding me? Uh, 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 a pickup truck that basically, uh, doesn't make a big sound as it's approaching you. Uh, I don't know. Well, not, maybe people will still buy Ford F-150s. Uh, but, uh, it's, it's an interesting uh, thought that the, uh, that he's put out there with respect to uh, going after the uh, Ford F one one fifty business market. Um, I, I I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't know if uh, the folks that buy Ford F 150s are really uh, tree hugging um, uh, electric car folks. <laughs> he's but got
0: baby, he's, he's baby. got some ridiculous towing capacity. I don't know what I read something like forty thousand pounds. <laughs> Telling uh, yeah, some ridiculous I guess, numbers.
1: I, I guess. I guess. But but. I, I, hey, look. Um, uh, who would have thought he w- he was going to get uh, as far as he's gotten got and uh, and go do it? I'm I'm surprised they haven't put uh, let's say a a four seat convertible out there. Um, uh, and and competed for that market. But uh, maybe they'll make a Model 3 uh, decapitable.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Voyage has unveiled what it calls Voyage Deep Drive, which is a free and open-source self-driving car simulator.
1: Yeah, and that's a similar note that I put in there with uh, PyTorch of Tesla. I mean, it, it is focusing on on the simulator part of, of the, the the development and uh, the data to, to support that simulator. And again, um, uh, the simulators are very important uh, part of the development of, of this uh, uh, technology and the, the, the deep learning um, uh, uh, neural network uh, artificial intelligence models. Um, uh, it, One has to uh, basically test these. One has to develop uh, the training sets. And as Chen Yi Chen and I uh, really pioneered, uh, really, credit goes to my student Chen Yi Chen, the use of um, artificial uh, reality and images from artificial reality, which is the simulator, uh, to uh, train uh, these uh, systems um, is uh, is a fundamentally good uh, uh, concept. And basically, we did the proof of concept on that. And so it's nice to see that, uh, well, uh, that uh, a lot of people have followed through really advanced that. And this is another piece uh, along that line. Again, uh, my sort of fundamental view is that um, the development of these algorithms i think they're instead of uh, up to this point they've been there's been a lot of brute force uh, training associated with them and brute force uh, model construction um, i think uh, we're about to evolve into a period in which uh, these become much more elegant and um, and that elegance really means that in fact they're more efficient um, computationally and with respect to data uh, and, and, and work better. And therefore, the, the uh, hardware environment on which they operate uh, doesn't need um, a substantial improvement uh, to make them work even better. And the improvement comes out of the elegance of the algorithm rather than more um, compute or memory uh, associated with the uh, compute hardware uh, on which uh, these systems are running. And I think that that's that certainly, uh, you know, helps uh, the fundamental design of Tesla saying and in the vehicles that they have or even the, the, the fundamental design that Voyager has. Uh, In the hardware that they have on the vehicles, uh, the way to improve them is to make the the software more elegant uh, rather than uh, through improvements of compute hardware, memory, or even sensors. And actuators, you know, they've been sort of uh, good enough for for a long time already.
0: And Voyage is the company, is it not, that's been operating these uh, self-driving shuttles at the villages in Florida, that huge retirement community?
1: Both Florida and um, and uh, San Jose and California, or outside of San Jose. Um, yes, and they've been focusing on providing mobility to seniors in, um, in uh, gated communities, uh, which is, of course, a, nice, a very nice environment in which to operate these things as speeds happen to be low. Uh, people mostly behave, uh, and um, and uh, are appreciative of the mobility that these uh, these systems offer. So, it's again a good place to start and and prove the uh, the concept and get a business case going.
0: And you're going to be down in Florida this coming week, right?
1: Right. And so this coming week is the um, I guess seventh or eighth um, uh, Florida Automated Vehicle uh, Summit. Um, and, uh, I guess it's their seventh annual and, and I'll be down there. And it's at least my fourth, uh, so to be participating, uh, with them. And, uh, um, yes, it's, it's a, it's a good venue there in Miami, uh, starting Wednesday evening through, uh, through Friday.
0: And, uh, hopefully it's going to be nice and warm. <laughs> uh,
1: if it's not, then, uh, what happened to global warming? But whatever. <laughs>
0: The Washington Post had a piece uh, this week with the headline, The Future of Autonomous Delivery May Be Unfolding in an Unlikely Place, Suburban Houston. And it's about what Nuro is doing down there in partnership with Kroger Supermarkets and Domino's Pizza. And while the story says the vehicles are doing a lot of mapping, generating a lot of data, I think you point out in the newsletter, that's really only part of the picture here.
1: That's a small part of the picture, and and I don't know that it's really um, unexpected to happen in Houston. I think Houston is one of the more ideal places to do this. uh, the street systems are really uh, pretty uh, uh easy to negotiate um uh the streets are wide there many of them are relatively new there are large suburban neighborhoods uh and that need this mobility and in fact they have also some uh lar- number of places where there are communities that have relatively low auto ownership and could really use the mobility the, this story doesn't focus on really providing service uh to the mobility uh disadvantaged or in fact the economically disadvantaged it focuses on on other things it also is focused on uh, the movement of goods which again is is a an ideal place to start because um, as i point out in in the, in the newsletter you know goods uh, don't have an alternative they have to be chauffeured to go from a to b they can't do it on their own uh, you know the, your packages from amazon can't go out and and use their own car to to move them uh they have to have a, a van uh, that's provided by amazon to move them and so, uh, yes, this is an ideal place uh, to then say instead of uh, instead of doing this with uh, with vehicles that have human drivers in them, let's do them with vehicles that have uh, computers and sensors and actuators in them, and let's do it with them. So, actually, it's not at all surprising uh that uh, that a lot of this should be going on in Houston in fact Houston is uh, is uh, one of the ideal areas uh where all this can be uh, can be happening and the comment about doing it for mapping i don't know um um uh, mapping. <laughs> my p- position on mapping is that um, it's it's a nice support piece of information but have, having precise maps is is certainly not um, a, a very important thing that you need what you would you need to be able to do is uh, not know where the the stationary objects are uh, you need to know where you need you do need to know where the stationary objects are, but what you need to know um, as well is where the moving objects are so the pedestrians
0: the, maps, no. the cyclists etc right the
1: pedestrians the cyclists uh the cars the the park cars that weren't there when you were mapping uh, all the things that that happened to have moved into the air, into the lane, or or whatever uh, that weren't there when you were mapping. Uh, just because they weren't there in your maps, I don't care how how recent they were or how many of them you have. You can't say, oh, they weren't there then. I don't have to worry about it. No. Uh, you have to sit there and and every 10th uh, of a second, every 20th of a second, you have to basically be there sensing the environment and say, you know, where's the lane ahead that I would like to be on? Is it free and clear? And how do I progress without hitting anything? And uh, the, sure, they're, the stationary objects, it's kind of nice. But, uh, but what I really want to know be besides them. And in addition to them as were the the moving objects, the cars that are coming at me in in the lane that's to my left, the cars that are, uh, going, uh, in my directions that are ahead of me, the cars that are coming up behind me and the trucks, the pedestrians, the dogs, the, uh, the cats. Uh, yes, we do want to avoid cats.
0: The, uh the problem of the last 20 feet i guess getting the goods that are being transported to the doorstep or into a business uh, there're still people involved with that and there are people on on these vehicles
1: uh, well i th- yeah there are people on the vehicles if you have a person on the vehicle then i don't know um, do you re- you don't need a driverless vehicle to do it right. uh you know it doesn't have to do everything uh, so basically, um, you can use a Tesla, or you can use a Cadillac CT6, or you can use a Subaru uh, uh, Outback with Eyesight, or you know, or, or a, a Mercedes with Distronic Plus. You know, there are a lot of things you can use. Um, uh, you don't need to, to do the whole thing if you have a human there. Um, the bigger challenge is that uh, to do it without the human. Uh, that's where the real benefit comes and um and then once you do that you still have the 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 issue maybe you don't have um uh, an issue with respect to placing goods in these vehicles but the egress issue of the goods mm-hmm. from the vehicle to whatever is accepting these goods is then you know something that you need to deal with so if you have, um, yeah, I guess, at your curb, an Amazon acceptance box that pops open, and then you basically flip your the ba- the the parcel into it, and then it closes or it um you know, like when i was um, um 12 years old and 13 years old delivering uh the pittsburgh post gazette early in the morning and flipping the newspaper you know from the sidewalk onto the onto the porch i mean maybe these things can can flip the the amazon package uh from the new row onto the front porch uh but you know that's still a, a an issue and, uh, of course, uh, to do this uh, uh, affordably and to really uh, uh, change uh, the system is to be able to do it uh, without a human. And, um, and that, um, uh, there is still some work to be done.
0: Neuro, by the way, does plan to launch what they call the R2 in a few months. Uh, that's going to be an autonomous passenger vehicle. And according to The Washington Post, uh, they've got like a, a billion dollars in funding.
1: Yeah, so you know the, the the fact that they've made the progress with respect to uh, the um, the package delivery, uh, they are a player and uh, and uh, they have a a way to get started. Uh, in fact, you know they probably can build a a relatively uh, profitable business uh, just doing the the package delivery. Uh, now um, that technology uh, can then be applied to people. It's it's it is easier to do it with packages because the packages really aren't going to complain very much about the ride quality. Uh, sure, it can't be extremely bad, but uh, but you know they aren't going to be complaining uh, about that uh, the way people complain about ride quality uh the the um, packages aren't going to be afraid to ride and be holding on for dear life Um, and um, and of course uh, as i said the packages really don't have an alternative whereas the people do Uh, many of the people that uh, basically taking taking part in these demonstrations are people that have cars at home uh, and and can drive them and uh, those folks. You know, this is the you know uh, the 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 now the fifteenth way that they could have gone from A to B, and um, and uh, they're always comparing it to the other fourteen and and basically uh, being very nitty picky about how, how good it is. You know, a package. Uh, my goodness, uh, this is essentially. Uh, the only way they have to get there unless they have a, a human attendant so um it's it's a it's a big improvement um so i think that you know uh, neuro has a has a very very good um, fundamental approach and um and probably deserve the billion dollar and not only probably uh, do deserve the billion dollar investment uh given uh, all the investment that that the others have received
0: Hyundai uh, from South Korea is testing and the platooning of self-driving trucks.
1: Uh okay.
0: Uh, that that's something that we've we've heard about before, but uh I guess we'll see where uh, it leads. I
1: you know, I I I've, I've I've never been a fan. A lot of my friends uh, really hold it against me and I guess they're no longer my friends uh, <laughs> because uh, because I'm no longer I'm not a not a fan of, of platooning. I'm just not a fan of platooning. Um, I think, uh, sure, uh, do that, um, uh, and th- that buys you something. Uh, the only place that where I am a real fan of platooning is for the uh, express buses that operate in New Jersey and use the um, uh, exclusive bus lane along the 495 viaduct leading from the New Jersey Turnpike to the Lincoln Tunnel. Uh, with platooning on on that particular viaduct, you you could actually increase uh, the capacity of that viaduct from 700 buses an hour to probably 1,100 buses an hour, or 50 percent improvement in capacity. You know that's that's 35,000 seats per hour more that you get from New Jersey into Manhattan, which is an enormous uh, capacity improvement. Uh, uh, on that particular viaduct, uh, currently it's it is the uh, most efficient and most productive uh, viaduct uh, for moving bus people in buses that exists anywhere in the world. And, and with just putting the technology that Tesla has or Daimler has or 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 eyesight um, or I, I and and. Um, um, uh, the, uh, Mobile Eye has uh, onto um, you know basically the six thousand. I think it's six thousand. May only be three thousand buses uh, that operate uh, on that uh, viaduct on a typical day. You all of a sudden get a capacity improvement on that viaduct of fifty percent. Um, that capacity is essentially the number of seats uh that would um, that would be uh, facilitated if you build new rail tunnels into manhattan price of those things is at least 15 billion dollars uh and the, the the cost of of putting the technology on buses uh call it you know 10,000 bucks a bus or something and if it's it's um you know uh, 6,000 buses uh that's that's what uh, 60 million dollars or something like that if I did the arithmetic right in my head, but it's it's trivial compared to the 15 billion. Uh, of course um, the uh, the thing that you also have to do is you have to make sure that the uh, 42nd Street uh, bus terminal in New York, can eat 1,100 buses uh, buses per hour, as opposed to the 700 that it currently eats. But uh, but supposedly, the the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey is building a new bus terminal. And when you build a new bus terminal, you should make it so that, in fact, it is designed to basically accommodate uh, uh, 1,100 buses per hour. Uh, doing that, then then you have enormously improved the mobility from New Jersey um, into Manhattan. So that's one place where, in fact, uh, a relatively small amount of, um, of headway control capability uh, to do platooning that's uh, basically either 3,000 or call it 6,000 uh, vehicles, uh, which is a trivial number, uh, then provides that benefit. Uh, to do um, an equivalent benefit someplace with trucks uh, in the United States it just doesn't exist the, the kind of of congestion of trucks um, except for the maybe the alameda corridor for you know 10 miles or 20 miles and outside of long Beach in California might be a place where where this could could happen uh, but otherwise across the country uh, just go to any traffic uh, any uh, uh, camera that is focused down an interstate highway right now and look at how many trucks are going down there. Um there's one and then you know 12 seconds later there might be another one. Uh there aren't a lot of opportunities uh, to um, to uh, do this uh, uh th- this platooning. And uh, and the places where there is the opportunity it's for a very short distance. Uh, so you might get a little bit of capacity improvement. Uh, the thought that you're going to get any energy savings uh, due to aerodynamics uh, that you can really measure uh, is, is, uh, is just uh, uh, a pipe dream uh yes maybe on some short stretches you'll get 8% but that's on the short stretch if you take the whole uh, uh life cycle of a truck over its life cycle you know you might get 1%. so um uh, to do um, that technological improvement for the purposes that have been put out there which are energy savings uh, uh, mostly uh and capacity improvement uh i don't i don't think uh, really hold water uh, where it is beneficial is to improve the quality of life of the driver and to make uh, the, the 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 job of driving a truck uh, um, a less uh, anxious, less strenuous, uh, less, um, less stressful. And in that context, yes, absolutely, uh, sure, of course. And because the job has been made less stressful, then let the driver and the trucker have another hour of service during the day so that he or she can better feed their families too, as well as um, – psychologically uh be be better off and and uh, not as anxious not as stressed um uh not as uh, uh tired and uh, for those reasons but that never seems to be the the reason that this the these things are being promoted so um um i don't have any i used to have friends in the In in this business, uh, none of them like me anymore because of my (laughs) views, unfortunately. Oh, well.
0: Well, finally, Alan, in the come on, man, section of the newsletter, you have some comments about Facebook, which says it removed 3.2 billion fake accounts from April through September, more than 5 billion overall this year. And then it says it estimates 5% of its 2.45 billion active accounts are fake and the math? You're questioning here. <laughs> I don't understand the math. I
1: don't understand the math. I mean, if if in six months they've accumulated three billion fake accounts, that means these things accumulate at, at a at a rate of of a, of a half a billion a month. And, and and if they're accumulating at half a billion a month uh, then you know five um, percent of three billion is uh, is uh, who knows what it's like a day that's a day's worth of accumulation of these fake ones whenever they they make that so I, I don't know I, I, I just didn't understand the math. <sighs> I, the, the whole the whole arithmetic of these accounts doesn't make any sense to me, uh, because there there are 320 million people in the U.S. and so okay, let's assume that essentially everybody over five years old has one. That's 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 300 million of uh, basically three billion um uh facebook accounts that's that's only 10% of their of their customers are in the US and then you know the population of Europe is basically the same as the US assume each one of them has one you know th- that's another 10%. That means 80% of facebook accounts are not in the US Canada. I mean, there's nobody lives in Canada. They're not in Canada. Uh, they're not in 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 um, in Europe. That means they're in Africa, India, and China. And and can you imagine if 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 Facebook is now affecting uh, the the quality of the discussion and and the the voting and the the politics. Um, in the U.S., uh, Europe, and and Canada, what it must be doing in these other countries, with all these people act, uh, having access to, to the biased, focused, uh, targeted uh, information that, that, that is associated with Facebook, such that the only thing you see are things that are that are really targeted for you for you to see. To, to change your mind, I mean it's such an unsocial network these days, and 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 in fact, it's it's most unsocial in parts of the world that that are not uh, Europe and the U.S. And to me, uh, that's totally unsocial. So um, um, I'm not a fan of Facebook. And so, therefore, I have no friends. I have no Facebook <laughs> friends. I have no friends. And, Fred, are you still my friend? Or don't I have you as a friend I, either?
0: Absolutely you do. And you, we have to admit that we do have the smart driving cars on Facebook as well for people who just want to follow uh, that. But we don't okay. use it to promote what we're having for dinner. Uh, uh okay um uh okay um uh, okay but what what the, the math indicates here what's what's really crazy is that uh facebook says it's removed five billion so far this year which is twice as many active accounts
1: on the yeah. on the service
0: so it's kind of nuts
1: it, it, it's kind of nuts and and I, I whatever i'm or may i must be missing something so um that's why i don't know somebody should explain it to me i don't understand um except for the smart driving cars i am personally not on facebook i have never used facebook so i'm proud to say um but that's just because i'm jealous because in in my class in princeton i don't know 15 years ago we We uh, developed Facebook, or what could have been Facebook, but I never did anything uh, with it, or the class never did anything with it, and therefore I think I'm just jealous. And so, uh, whatever. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we did we did Netflix too. I mean, I mean, it's just amazing, you know. But I didn't have the insight to say, "Hey, this is really a great idea."
0: And then tell me you were you were going to sell books online too? Is that?
1: (laughs) No, 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 no. I wasn't going to sell books online, but you know now, Handy Rides is my is my thing now. But I can't. That's the ride sharing uh, app, but I can't get that going off the ground either. So I don't know. Um, Maybe everybody should just stop listening to the podcast
0: too. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Ever. Well, that's going to wrap up this edition. We're glad you did listen, and you can find us at smartdrivingcar.com. Uh, also on Anchor FM, Spotify, TuneIn, Apple, Google, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and more. Uh, you can ask your smart speaker to play us too. You didn't come up with that, though, didn't you? Uh, no. <laughs> you can find my tech reports at textination.com I'm Fred Fishkin, along with Alan Kornhauser. Thank you for listening.
1: Thank you for listening, and maybe we'll see some of you down at the uh, Florida Automated Vehicle uh, Summit um, at the end of the coming week. Uh, Look to see you in Miami.